Welcome to the You Don't Own the Lake podcast. My name is Brian Andreka, owner and full-time fishing guide of Kansas Angling Experience Guide Service. Join me here once a week as well as on the YouTube channel with special guests to discuss a wide variety of topics in the fishing world from Kansas fishing to baits to presentations, boats, electronics, and just general all-around talking. Thanks to everyone for tuning in and hope you enjoy the episode. Well, well, well. We are back on the podcast schedule. Uh, sorry for the absence. Uh, it's been a nice month off on vacation here. I know it's been a while since the last podcast, but I usually take most of the July month off from guiding. And this month, I decided to take some time off from podcasting as well. But if you guys are subscribed to the YouTube channel, you'll have seen that I have gotten out a couple videos got into the brand new 1875 Lund Pro V here a couple weeks ago as soon as uh, my wife and I got back from our long overdue honeymoon and uh, things have just been kind of crazy. So like I said, I've just been taking some time off to enjoy a nice little month-long summer vacation and um, you guys will be hearing this probably on Tuesday, but today is Friday and I get back to full-time guiding uh, tomorrow morning and things here for the next five or six months are going to be pretty hectic, but we are going to try and keep a more consistent podcast schedule going here, whether it's once a month, uh, once every week, once every two weeks, I can't guarantee anything with my schedule here. So we're going to do the best we can, but I wanted to get back today to introduce you guys to my good buddy, Aaron Mick. We're just going to call him Aaron Mick here, but, uh, he is up in the green Bay area been a subscriber of his for here probably since March of this year and uh, got a got, got kind of a funny story from when him and I first met two years ago which I was actually in this conversation just being made aware of but anyway all that was to say Aaron's been doing some cool stuff on his YouTube channel and all that information in will be listed in the description below but he is putting on uh, one of Wisconsin's first uh, drum tournaments. And <laughs> that he does pretty much, I mean, guaranteed all walleye fishing. But this time of year up on the bay, you're going to catch a lot of sheephead also. And uh, Aaron is doing something super cool that I thought we should talk about here on the podcast. So hope you guys look forward to a good conversation just about life and fishing, YouTubing, um, and also everything that Aaron is doing as it pertains to this drum tournament coming up in the North Country in Wisconsin here in the next uh, three weeks, probably, I think is when it starts. So like I said, hope you guys enjoy this conversation. Glad to be back on the podcast schedule and hope to have a little bit more consistency to this. So hope you guys are enjoying the videos here so far as we're just kind of ramping things up. So uh, enjoy the conversation between Aaron and I, and we'll see you guys at the end of the episode. All right. Welcome back to another podcast. We've got my buddy up in the Green Bay area, Aaron McShlavitz. McShavitz. Or Aaron Mick, as he's affectionately known to me and all of our friends up north. Um, thanks for joining me today. Like we were talking about earlier, it's been like a month and a half, maybe almost two months since my last podcast. So I'm trying to get used to doing this again. Um, but I'm happy to have you on for you guys that don't know Aaron Mick. Um, kind of my goal in this whole podcast thing was not to have like the biggest guys in the industry or like names that, you know, I just want to have people that 
I enjoy talking to, you know, smaller time and up and coming YouTube channels. And that's how I came upon Aaron here. Um, I mean, it was probably probably like maybe a month before I came up up there this year, you know, like March, just, you know, getting jacked for Green Bay in April and um, came across your videos and I really liked them. So now we're cool. Friends. I appreciate that. Yeah, we're getting friends. I actually met you a couple of years ago. You obviously probably don't remember meet a lot of people but when you were in fleet farm getting a fishing license one day for your that was annual, you uh, spring trip i talked to you once for a few minutes and your buddy told me to shut up because i'll give me a big head oh my god <laughs> dude no dude dj would lose <laughs> his mind if he knew that was you i can't believe that was you yeah it was, i think it was 2021 you it was, yeah licenses. well yeah that was two years ago because that was yeah that was t- that was tough because it was so cold that week so mm-hmm. is that do you work at fleet farm or was that yeah, no, I'm a, one of the assistant managers at Fleet Farm on the west side there in Green Bay. Dude, that is the funniest story. I can't wait to tell DJ that he's going to. That is so funny. If I remember that, that like it was you, yesterday. Yeah. DJ still talks about that. <laughs> like, yeah, he li- told me I mean, I can't. He head. was with me. We were. I don't even remember where we were a couple weeks ago. And he brought that up to somebody. That's <laughs> hilarious, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, dude. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to have you on. So because I mean, your videos pretty much tell all as far as like what's going on up there. And I enjoy watching them, even though some of your viewers don't enjoy watching you. But it's kind of like me where like this time of year, I mean, I don't really care to troll, um, especially down here. I like doing it up there sometimes um, because it's just more fun. You have a shot at really big fish, but it's like I fish the same one to two to maybe three presentations this time of year because that's really the only way I can catch fish. So yeah, that's I don't I, like. I don't like to troll either, but I like to troll. If you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Um, I got nothing <laughs> against people that troll. I think it's all fun and games. I'm just making jokes, um, and having a good time. But I just like catching fish, and I I really like jigging and catching them on a jigging rod. So however I can do that, um, is the best way that, the way that I'm going to do it. I guess I yeah. used to troll. I've done it many times. Um, but once, especially once I got the live scope, that really was a game changer that changed my whole perspective on mm-hmm. fishing out here. And it just makes me not want to troll. It's yeah. to me, it's just boring. That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. It is. But it is effective. It can be very effective in tournaments. And if you want to go out and taking clients out doing all that stuff, it's, it's effective. And I got nothing against people that do it. Just making yeah. jokes and having a good time. The trollers seem to get kind of butthurt though. Some just do. every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, it's like, you know, from a guiding perspective, it's like, yeah, I mean, you get three people on the boat that can barely cast or stand up, you know, when you set up a drift or something out on the big water, you're probably just going to want to tell them to sit down and put six to nine rods out and just pull cranks or harnesses. Oh, yeah. I, I believe it. I, I'm not a fishing guide. I don't really have any ambition to be a fishing guide, but if you I should. was, I think that would <laughs> maybe someday. Um, I got a stable job right now. I'm going to hold on to that for a little while at least. Yeah. But, well, uh, it's also a fleet farm. It's like, if we had fleet farm down here, I would definitely just work there part-time just for, just to be in fleet farm every day. Fond <laughs> memories going yeah. to fleet farm. It's got a lot of good things about it. There's plenty of people that hate on it, just like everything else, but, uh, I get a good discount too. All employees get discounts. So I save a lot of money by working there. Because now, do you get, do you get a discount at farm and fleet? No, that's completely different. Scenario. I was, I know that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get the five finger discount anywhere, but uh, true, like it caught. True. So, what's going on up there right now as far as the fishing goes? I mean, I pretty much have a pretty good idea, but I'm always really curious, like in your videos, and that's why I love being up 
in Green Bay because especially like this time of year because you're just out in the ocean. So like when you film videos, it's not like in March or April if you can get out, you know, out of Ocano and then you see the A-frame houses and you're like, "Oh, I know exactly where it's at." You know what yeah. you're doing? That's like, well, I guess you probably fish the Shoal Ocano Shoal quite a bit. I'm sure everybody else does too. Well, I've, you said it in your video the other day. You're like, oh, everybody's running to the shoal or whatever. Yeah. It's an absolute zoo out there right now. I mean, everybody knows about Ocano in the spring, but right now it's almost as busy. I mean, it was really? Thursday yesterday. Uh, the boat launch was full. They were starting to park on the road and wow. almost every single boat is on the shoal trolling or jigging. Um, so I don't really fish the shoal as much right now, just because there's nowhere for me to get in there. I don't want to be a dick and try and go cut people off. I really don't try to do that. Yeah. People get in my way sometimes. I'll set up away from them or out of the way, off to the edge of the pack. But uh, I don't want to try and get in between all those trollers because they're already having their own mess, running into each other, tangling lines and fighting. But it's just as it. busy as it is in the spring now out mm -hmm. on the shoal. So I try to find other areas. And sometimes it doesn't work. Like yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, I didn't do too well. But sometimes you find big schools of fish that are out where nobody's fishing them because it's a giant lake. I mean, there's millions and millions of fish. There's thousands and thousands of acres. You don't have to fish this one two-mile strip of rocks in right. the middle of the lake. Yeah, that's cool. So that, um, I mean, so do you live in do you live in Green Bay or Ocano, or where are you in relation to like the West Shore? I live in Ocano. I'm about, oh nice. Uh, it takes me about five minutes to drive to the boat launch to the breakwater. I've had it in a couple of my videos, like a time lapse speed thing. That's mm -hmm. legit uh drive from my house to the breakwater that's so awesome I'm kind of spoiled i guess um it's one of the reasons i do live here is because of the fishing um and my wife and her family are from o'connell so it nice. was nice to move back here to be by her family that's roger the guy on my boat all the time that's my father-in-law oh okay yeah i was wondering the big guy that people talk about Doesn't is he gonna fish the uh, is he gonna fish that tournament in august with you too yep he's gonna join uh we're fishing one next week saturday the last duck creek tournament and then we'll do a battle on the bay uh, August 20th. That's the Sheboygan Walleye Club tournament. And then he'll join the sheephead one, too, in case he catches a big one. Of course. Well, cool, <laughs> He doesn't man. catch big sheep, though. He catches small ones. <laughs> I just feel, I mean, it's like you go up there. It's just so funny because it's like I've never really seen small drum on Green Bay, except mm -hmm. for in your videos. And just <laughs> Or, you know, just cookie cutters. Not small, but yeah. you know what I mean. It's just schools of them. They just school up together. I think just like. Most other fish, they kind of school up by size. You might find a one-off here and there, but like-size fish seem to be grouped together most of the time. Yeah. Well, that too, and you were talking about live scope. And in one of your videos, a couple of videos ago, you were talking about how like sheepheads seem to school up differently than walleyes do, you know, and that maybe they, I can't remember what you said, they would stack more vertical or on top of each other, like in a school they definitely versus suspend the more. That... Yeah, the mm -hmm. walleyes, at least around here, where I'm fishing on the West Shore most of the time, they're they're mainly closer to bottom. Obviously, they do suspend, and people catch them suspended all the time. But when I'm looking at them, where I'm fishing, I can usually tell the difference between a walleye and a sheephead school because the sheephead yeah. will group up. They get sometimes giant schools of them, and they're always off the bottom. They're never tight to the bottom like walleyes are. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I'm seeing four or five marks five feet off the bottom and 15 feet of water, it's not even worth wasting my time usually because I know they're sheep. Yeah. And unless I, I feel like catching sheep that day, um, which most of the time I really don't mind catching sheep pit. I do enjoy it. Um, but unless I'm fishing a tournament, that's the only time I really care to of only catch walleyes. Yeah. If I'm out there just fun fishing, I just want to bend the rod, catch whatever bites. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, 
just as it pertains i had a thought there and then i lost it um i I think it's just a big misconception that everyone thinks the drummer always on the bottom like when you're catching drum like it's when you're dragging like a ned rig or a tube or something like that or Mm -hmm. you know crawler harnesses and stuff but i mean i've caught more uh suspended drum like on a vertical jigging bite probably than i have off the bottom because i mean they're pretty aggressive when it comes like you know like some of my videos from the fall time where i'm working fish super deep you know in 40 foot of water but they're suspended at 20. i mean i'll work one up think it's a walleye the whole way and then it ends up being a drum yeah so i think people will just misconception about the sheep people think they're bottom feeders or whatever they're predators just like walleyes they swim around um same thing with catfish people catch so many catfish out on the bay trolling out in the mud in 30 feet of water and they're catching catfish 10 feet down they're out there looking for food just like everything else yeah i've seen some giant channel cats from from the bay yeah there's big big ones out there yeah (laughs) and they they kind of they make a mess because you usually catch them trolling Uh, i've caught a couple jigging but usually when you're trolling they fight real hard and they they have a mind of their own and they'll go tangle your boards up pretty quickly and then start rolling a hundred times too oh my god (laughs) and just making a mess what a disaster yeah but that's why we don't like trolling right at least when you catch one on a jigger rod you don't have to worry about stuff like that <laughs> you're not gonna get tangled up in everything else you're just gonna break your jig and wrap or your jig i was gonna say yeah your shiver minnow whatever it is those plastic fins on all those baits are pretty fragile when it comes to catfish or sheephead yeah well and before before my wife and i moved into the house that we're in now i had a half gallon Maybe it was even a gallon. I don't remember, but a whole giant bag of broken jig and wraps, whether the body <laughs> itself, like the lead split where it was molded, you know, so where the whole yeah. hook mechanism comes out or the tail broke off or something like that. And I was like hell bent on, oh, I'm going to put these in a box and send them back to Rapala and say, <laughs> give me a bunch of like a total boomer move. <laughs> yeah. and when we moved, I just ended up saying, fuck it and just threw them away. Yeah, but. I got a bunch of old shiver minnows that are broken. There used to be an issue with the with the hooks on them. The back hooks on them were really fragile on some of them. So I got a whole bunch where that back hood is just bent to shit. Can't even use it anymore. Um, but most of my lures that are broken end up getting lost somehow. Have they fixed or have they changed the back hook? Oh, uh, yeah. On the metallic or... ones, like the new gold shiver minnows, those hooks seem pretty good. They bend a little bit, uh, especially on those big sheep. But uh, usually it happens in the net. And I did get a new net now, finally. So next week I'll have that rubber net that won't be getting everything all fucked up. And you should see some of the stuff that I cut out of my videos when I'm untangling that net isn't, it's not, it's not appropriate. I believe it. Well, and it's so funny because uh, twice, two of the jets, so I've had, let's see, I've had 10, nine or 10 baits in my hand. Eight of them have been a jigging wrap. One was a, uh, crankbait and then the other one i forget what the last one was. oh i forget what the last one was but that being said two of the jig wraps the reason that i got them stuck in my finger was because i was trying to rip them out of the net yeah and it ripped back <laughs> i tell people that all the time um so yeah it's something you really got to be careful I, of i hate those things but damn i'm it, terrified were. of that i that's i accidentally hooked the walleye like that the other day in my video i said oh i'm sorry bud because i was ripping that bitch out of the net and i stuck the other hook right in the back of the walleye Oh <laughs> but yeah, I'm terrified about that. The only hook I've ever gotten, I've been hooked once past the barb, and it was by a hyper rattle. Because I went down oh. to grab the fish over the side of the boat, holding that mono rod, and just came out like a rocket right into yep. my thumb. 
Oof, even worse. I mean, yeah, I've, the last jigging wrap that I got in my hand, same thing. I was lifting a white bass over the side of the boat, grabbed the line, fish popped off onto the floor, and yeah, on the floor carbon leader just right back up into yep. my palm. It sucks, yeah. man. I hate those baits so much, but they work so well, and I'm I love snap jigging. You know, if you can't yeah. tell, because all my videos in the summer are all on snap jigging. <laughs> Whether it's yeah. is that all or... you do is snap jig? It's the same three baits or what? No, I mean. <laughs> I just, I have a lot more confidence in, I mean, yeah, you could probably catch fish on a jig and a plastic, but like when, what's the water temp on the bay right now? Just out of curiosity. Uh, yesterday, there were spots up to 74, 75, but mainly 72, 73. Must be nice. Ours are like 84, 85. <laughs> and that's, that's there's so many bait fish in the system. Uh, I had a group of like four kids and their uncle out a couple days ago, and it was just like a trolling night because i mean it was kids in the boat we were just catching white bass but almost all the white bass were puking up nickel shad like this big yeah um so i mean it's just one of those things where it's like down here anyway between the bug hatches and uh the young of the year shad it's like you got to be doing something to really get those fish to react and i just can't really do that with a jig and a plastic unless it's like a one ounce jig you know yeah. what i mean oh so. yeah i tried plastics i've tried that yesterday I tried damn near everything in my tackle box. I, I cut a lot of it out of the video because it's boring for most people. But I tried everything. I went spoons, teakum, and every jig and bait I own. I tried everything. And every fish would just follow it. They wouldn't bite it. Mm. I couldn't even snag them. It was yeah. so frustrating. But then there's a lot of bait in the system here now, too. I've heard of some alewives coming back around in certain areas. And it's just there were a lot of bugs, a lot of little bugs. Not like mm -hmm. lake flies or mayflies, but really little bugs. Yeah, flying around yesterday so the fish got plenty of food to eat um and that's another reason the snap chicken works like you said you just get them to react and with that live skull if you put it right past their face enough times eventually you're going to get one of them to bite yep drop a bait directly in front of a walleye 75 times well, one of them's eventually going to bite it yeah and that's I mean, all walleye is, it's like you know top predator it's like a walleye yep. is a walleye anywhere they're they're gonna do it but that's why i always tell people too you know, it's like you catch one and you're like, oh, you snagged it. No, you get them in the bottom of the chin because they're trapping yep. that bait down to bottom. They're not eating it. They're just pissed. <laughs> so yeah. They're just yep. trying going to on to do it. something to it. Hit it, kill it, eat it, whatever. Mm -hmm. and you hook them somewhere around the face. Obviously, you yep. do snag some. You hit them in the tail. I caught a Kansas walleye in the tail the other day. Yes, you I do snag that. fish. It happens. Thank you. But most of the time, it's in the face or in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I mean... That is the one thing. I mean, down here, I was thinking about it too after you commented on that. And then I was just like spiraling out of control. But I'm like, well, you just kind of put it in perspective, like the the lake that, you know, it's like my, like kind of like you, I'm five minutes, less than five minutes from the lake here, the main one that I guide on. It's 6,000 acres at best, which is nothing. I mean, mm -hmm. that's like, that's like the Ocon the Bay of Ocano right there. Yeah. You know, or half of that pretty much. Um, <laughs> But we just have such fluctuating year classes of fish from year to year. But in the summertime, especially the dog days of summer, like we don't really see too many big fish. Like those big fish just are so full and they're probably just sitting out there suspending. So we really catch too, too many big ones, big ones. But the uh, one of the other lakes that I got on that once I get back to guiding tomorrow um, that I'll be at on Sunday, they have a really strict limit. And like down here, I mean, I'm sure it's like up in Green Bay too. Everybody keeps everything. Like it's all, yeah. everyone always wants a limit, you know, limits, yeah. limits, limits. So there's no natural reproduction here, but this lake that I, that I guide on, it's a power plant lake and there is natural reproduction. 
So okay. the limits are extremely super strict. It's like you get two walleyes uh, at 21 inches, like five crappies at 12 inches, but the walleyes there are big. You may not catch, you know, 20 walleyes, but I mean, you've seen the video where you could fish for seven hours and have six or seven bites, but they're all going to be pretty good ones. Yeah. And I'm willing to to do that. So, but yeah, yeah everybody. Sometimes I am. Like this next week, I'll be over on the East Shore all, all week, most likely, um, fishing for that tournament. And then two weeks after that, I'll be doing the same thing. But most of the time, I don't really care to go target big fish just because I'm lazy and I don't want to drive and spend the money and the gas to go up north or up to Michigan or across the bay all the way. So I'm perfectly content catching 20 inches all the time. Yeah. I mean, I would be too. That's like I was reading that comment thread between you and that guy. They were just like, that's kind of where I'm aiming to go to with things. Just like be real and be cordial. Like, I, okay, so are, are you out there tar- catching 30 <laughs> inches every day, buddy? Yeah. Or like, why? What's the, who cares? Yeah, I live on yeah. Green Bay. It doesn't mean they all have to be 32 inches. That must be the only video he's watched because I got plenty <laughs> of big fish earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. I will say I haven't, I think I got one 30 inch on video this year. It was the first tournament we did and my microphone didn't work all day. I was so pissed when I got home and realized I didn't have audio for any of that, that video. I was so mad because that 30 incher was gold. I was just screaming and it's a fucking big fish. It's yeah. a fucking big fish. I get excited in a tournament. I get real excited and Roger's shaking and he tried to fucking knock it off the net. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was intense. And then I got home and there was no audio. I was so pissed. Oh, I hate that, man. I've had that issue, obviously, a lot. (laughs) So like (laughs) batteries or like my, it changed from like fisheye mode to linear mode. um, So you don't get the, like my sturgeon that I caught outside Mm -hmm. of Peshtigo. Same thing. Like I must have was changing batteries and then switched it from activity to linear mode and just didn't realize it and then get back. And I'm like, (laughs) But, Outside of Peshtigo there, it's a big sturgeon spot. That's where I caught a 60-incher, too, a couple of years ago. It was right in front of the Peshtigo River. Yep. I mean, we were, it's like we were looking at them on side imaging all morning, and it was like, I mean, I'm sure you remember from the video. I mean, it was just like the last full day, running on two hours of sleep every single night, and dehydrated, and just <laughs> like, it was so brutal, and then hook that fish. But yeah, it's it was crazy. I mean, yeah, we were literally right outside of the mouth you know about yep. 70 or to 100 yards or something and man they were just everywhere so i knew it was yep. going to happen but i never want to do that again ever no i've only landed the one every other time i get one i try to break it off right away because you can tell you know yeah. right away oh, yeah. you got a sturgeon and just got a log that swims away yep. and some people want to mess with it. i mean if it's your first time cool try and land it it's exciting it's cool to get a picture with it mm-hmm. but i don't want to waste the time anymore either 20 30 yeah. minutes of my life I don't need that. <laughs> Dude, it was a fucking hour for me. I mean, hour. Oh boy. Yeah. It was a flood. It was, it was like, a little bit bigger than what I caught. That was a big It was like literally nine left. o'clock to eight thirty or nine o'clock to ten o'clock or ten thirty. So full. Yeah. Did it you chase it around with the trolling motor a little bit too? Yeah. I mean, I had to go back to. at the graph and look at the trail you made and like, what the fuck were we yep. doing? Yeah. It was cool though. I mean, it's like it would come up and it just like because I was fighting it from the back of the boat at one point and just watching it on side imaging. I didn't even have live scope down. I didn't use live scope at all up there. I didn't even use perspective mode or anything. I just feel a lot more comfortable just making a pass or, you know, idling up, say like from the A frames and go out deep or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then just drop a little breadcrumb trail away points and then just set up a drift and just blind cast. Like I go up there to just enjoy it and catch yeah catch fish instead of 
staring at LiveScope. But I think next year or well, I mean August when I go up there with my dad here in a couple of weeks, like I'll be obviously live scoping fish. But mm-hmm. next year I'll use perspective mode and chase uh chase fish around. I used to. The first year I had the live scope and the second year I used perspective mode all spring, anywhere from four feet of water up to like 10, 12. I used perspective mode all the time. Mm-hmm. It worked. I was I caught fish. It was nice for other people in the boat too, because they could kind of see where they might be able to cast in yeah. that in that screen. But yeah. last year I was selfish and I used forward view the whole time. Yeah. Uh, even in three feet of water, the forward view still, even on my old shitty LVS 32 with my mm-hmm. bad settings, I'm able to see fish and cast at them. Well, I mean, work. it's like, I always say that in my Garmin videos too. It's like, who cares about what the screen looks like? As long as what you're looking at, it, you can interpret, then yeah. that's all that, that's all that really matters. Yep. I know what's going on. Like when you post your uh, video, you know, in the bottom corner or whatever, I can see mm-hmm. your bait hopping and I can see the fish coming to it. Yep. It doesn't, you know, it's like when you're looking out a hundred feet, your settings can only be so good or 90 yeah. feet or even 80 feet, especially with weeds involved. Yep. There's a lot going on down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot of fun though, especially that weed bite. I really do like it because you can, I just sit there and drift. I always drift. I don't ever spot lock. I don't, yeah. I try not to use the trolling motor. That's why I get so pissed when there's no wind because mm-hmm. you can't drift and I got to use a trolling motor and it's harder to see what I'm doing. Yeah. So I always just set up and drift and I just sit there and scan the weeds and the walleyes will always be in the pockets of those weeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see them very distinctly. Four, five, six fish is kind of grouped up uh, about a foot off the bottom and you can cast right at them and a lot, a lot of times they don't bite. Well, almost anytime you're using live scope out here. Uh, you cast out a lot of fish that do not bite, yep. do not care. They Maybe they don't see it. I don't know which way they're looking, obviously. You don't know if they're looking left, right, up, down. Yeah, it's clear enough, though. Like, they yeah. know something is around. And if they really yeah, wanted it, so. they would go find it. But Yeah, and then got... sometimes you cast it in that school, and you see that one fish go straight down, and you just know you're going to jig up, and you're going to be in a fish. Yep. It's so much. It's addicting is what it is, unfortunately. That's well, I know. I mean, uh, yeah, big time it is. But that's what I'm really looking forward to here in a couple of weeks, because um, we'll be on the east shore pretty much that same that same week that I'll be up there. But that's what I'm really looking forward to. And I mean, it's going to be tough to get my dad dialed in because, yeah, I've got the live scope in the back of the boat. So I think he's just more of going to be hoping for like we're going to get set up on these spots or these reefs or whatever island complexes and just have him casting and ripping a jig wrap or a shiver minnow yep. and just hope to pluck one off the bottom versus where like i'll probably try and target those suspended fish and i'll do the death jig stuff i mean yeah. i got a shitload of death jigs in the garage not even out of the package yet that i'll have is kind of like the one two punch i mean just like max wilson you know yep. he's a perfect poster child for death jigs and big shout out to yep. max today for taking home the the w at the nwt in yeah. sault ste marie good bags he even came in early today. He was yeah, fucking he a, he did. Was still like sixty some pound. <laughs> yep, for two great. days. Him and uh, him and Isaac both did really good in this tournament. I was kind of following along, so I'll be excited to watch that tour level gold episode that they put out for this one. That's I look forward to that those. every week. That's like, I was just talking to a buddy that lives here locally that did some video work for the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and involved me with that just to get footage and pictures for uh like a the campaign their campaign so if you go to like the kdwp website you'll see like my my old boat two boats ago with like random pictures of me holding a rod or a fish and buddies (laughs) that i was with and stuff but anyway i sent him one of the tour level gold tool tour level gold videos and i was like Mm -hmm. i want to do something like this like so not not like on a tournament series but it's like from a guiding 
kind of thing because yeah, it's so a, well produced and it's uh, all those guys are so fucking cool too yeah they seem like it i mean i made a stupid joke about john hoyer in one of my videos before that i cut out because I, I almost put it in but then i i didn't it was i was talking about <laughs> i was going out to try ripping some swim baits in the weeds oh um, yeah i had it in my intro and i said i learned it from my good buddy john hoyer i don't actually know him but he seems really tall and that was, that was all i put in there uh, that's, that's why i love your videos because that humor it's just like that deadpan like yeah they, if yeah. you if you're if you not listening for them they'll go by so fast you're like wait what did he just say and then you listen to you're like damn it that was funny <laughs> yeah there's a lot of little because the clip cuts so and fast. shit yeah that's kind of my style i guess i don't have any background in video editing or anything just kind of what i know and what i've seen on other youtube videos and that's what awesome. i think is funny um because my videos I'm not trying to be a how-to or a famous YouTuber. It's more of a realistic vlog type. I want yeah. to call it more of a vlog type with light moments and a little bit of levity in it yep. for people. And that that's that's how your channel is going to grow. And that's why at the beginning of the episode, that's why I mentioned it's always... I mean, that's like why I don't always want just like random top level fishing industry people on like you know most most everybody i pretty much know but i don't want to just be like hey i want to have you on this podcast just to say like oh i had so and so on the podcast like no yeah. I have my buddies on the podcast that have channels and like with you cody solberg especially like he had a small time channel and now his like over the last year and a half his mm. green bit like his walleye content his salmon content has just yep. been growing and like he has more production value, you know, like more B-roll oh, yeah. and stuff like that. But then, you know, it's like my old videos are just like yours were, where I just like set up one GoPro, no microphone and just go yeah. and just fuck off and say random things. And like the yep. channel just grew organically. So that's yeah. always more of the content. I'm not looking on YouTube for uh, like tour level gold style production videos. I'm just looking mm. for fishing <laughs> and guys yeah. that I like to, I'd be like, I'd be friends with that guy. <laughs> That's why I was like, Oh, Aaron Mick. And then, yeah. We and then we met at fucking fleet fire. That's so, that was so crazy. Yeah. I Two can't years believe ago. that. It's like, I could have been anybody. And it was, you. <laughs> yeah. I met Tom Bowley there once too. Uh, that was like three years ago. I think he was, was uh, he weird? in there. No, he was a nice guy. Mm. But the weird part was I was walking down the aisle. He was at the automotive desk in the very back of the store. Um, and I was walking from the front of the store and he was facing away from me. And I thought, is that Tom Bowley standing at the auto desk? I think it is. And as I got closer and closer, I knew, I realized it was Tom Bowley. I was like, oh my God, I realized Tom Bowley from his ass. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and then I talked Tom to him. daddy, those <laughs> Sims pants. That's right. I recognize. Um, <laughs> and then I helped him. He needed some new batteries for his boat, some trolling batteries or something. So I helped him get those. Um, then he was out there making Green Bay videos for a week or two. Um, he, has, he doesn't really do a lot of Green Bay content anymore. No, I've noticed he's he's a big timer, which is good for him. He's doing what he wants to do. He's making yeah. money. I'm yeah. proud. Of, I'm not proud, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. But his stuff doesn't really appeal to me anymore as a nah, me neither. consumer or a viewer. But he's doing what he wants to do. And I, I feel good for him. I was up till, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. That was like the only videos I really looked forward to, to watching and stuff. But now, I mean, it's like you said, it just not a lot of it just isn't for me. It's like, yeah always information overload and it's always i mean i'm sure people feel the same way about my videos it's like oh it's the same things and stuff and just yeah. i mean it is what it there's is there's always but... new viewers though there's always oh. new people that haven't seen your video true so they had no, true. don't know what the hell a jig wrap is or how to fish it <laughs> yep and so you say it for the 500th time you got 60 new people that haven't seen it before yep that just like i said 
the YouTube side of things for me is just for fun, but I enjoy, you know, I do have a video editing background and stuff like going back Mm -hmm. almost 20 years now from skateboarding and stuff. And it's just something I've always enjoyed doing. And if there was no money in YouTube, I'd still be making videos and, but it is nice. Like that Lund video I just did yesterday. It's mm-hmm. nice to have some production value, but not in every video. That's why I'm him hawing on buying a drone now, because I feel yeah. like I would just oversaturate all my videos <laughs> with like the same drone shots and stuff. So I didn't I comment this. yet, but I was about to just say how cinematic that intro was. Just wow. I know I showed it to the my wife last around. night. Was she great. was like, was she good. was like, wow, that's really dramatic. <laughs> I was like, I know it's almost more of like a joke because I'm sure yeah. people will watch it and be like, wow. It's just a 19 foot boat. Nothing yeah. really. It's not like the, oh my God, this is a crazy freaking boat that does these crazy things. And he's got the drone up just driving around. But it's your boat. It's what you got. It's what you're proud of and you're happy for. And it, True. That's, that's what it's about. I don't care about other people. People comment on my shorts that I made about those, the, what your boat says about you on Green Bay. People call me jealous and stuff like that. I, the, the skeeter that I have is my literal dream boat. I have no oh, absolute that's whatsoever a super anymore. nice rig. I used to when I had that crest liner every day I'd be out there seeing skeeters and rangers and everything go by. I did have boat envy, but then when I finally got my skeeter, um it's literally the boat of my dreams, the 20 and a half foot boat, everything I wanted. Uh, I don't have boat envy. I don't need a 22 footer. Yeah. I don't want a 21 footer. Um I fish by myself a lot and that 20 footer is perfect and it's it's great and it's what it's whatever still you a tank got, too. Oh, I mean, I it's like, you know, on shit. the right, on the right day, you can still run from O'Connor to Door County if you really wanted to, you know, it's not yep. unsafe by any means. No, I do it fairly often. Um, just last week I was over on the East shore twice, um, fishing over by shoe doors or a little mm-hmm. bit further North to little Sturgeon Bay. Yeah. Um, next week we're probably going to launch in O'Connor every day and go across to Sturgeon Bay and a little bit North of Sturgeon Bay, that area. But I just prefer, I'd rather spend the gas in the boat than the truck driving 45 miles North to launch when I can spend mainly a time thing I oh yeah i wanted to fish the east shore i gotta drive all the way down around green bay and back up it's like an hour drive it's a john yeah takes me 25 minutes to get across the bay that's what i was gonna ask is it yeah, on it the with long. the right conditions how long does it take to get across like to go from o'connell straight across <clears throat> straight east maybe 15 minutes if it's flat calm my boat's not super fast i go about 55 56 yeah if it's flat calm but I can cruise 30, 35 miles an hour in a good chop and not be worried about it. Uh, if it does get wavy, even in four footers, you're still going 20 miles an hour. You're up on plane. You're just kind of bobbing and weaving and riding those waves however yep. you need to do it, um, especially if you're riding the trough. If it's coming from the north or the south, you can still go 40 miles an hour in in, in between the waves like that. And, and there's save plenty a of crazy guys. Of fuel. Yeah, there's plenty of guys that go fucking nuts and break windshields, break trolling motors, break kickers. I'm not about that life. I <laughs> no. I don't want to pay to fix all that shit. I don't have sponsors or any of that. So I take my time and I'll, I'll get where I'm going just 10 minutes after you do. <laughs> yeah. It's not even about having sponsors or anything. It's not, it's, but it's, you know, it's like, yeah, I have a, a partnership with a dealer, but at the same time, it's a time and yeah. my dealer is three hours away. So yeah, I don't have that Mine time. Too. I bought my boat from the boat center in Chippewa Falls, which is about two and a half, almost three yeah. hours away from my house. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And now, did you buy it when they were just the Skeeter Boat Center? Because now they're the Boat Center. They changed uh, no. it like three I, or four years ago. I bought it in 2020. Um, oh, right it was, at the end of 2020. Yeah, they've been so the Boat Center was, for longer. It was than still that. the Boat Center. Mm-hmm. But it was actually uh, Mike Keys. Uh, I don't know if you know who Mike Keys is. 
He's a musky. Of fish course, YouTuber. I know who Mike okay. Keyes is. Well, it was his boat for his 20, uh, 2020 season. No shit. So all the episodes he did in 2020, that was his boat. So I got a little bit of a deal from Skeeter for buying that boat. That's um, awesome. It was already broken in and used and scratched up already, so I didn't care about any of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Mike Keyes. He's got a little musky mojo. So we caught nice. a few muskies yeah, in it, here. too. Slime time. Slime time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. And Mike seemed like a cool guy. I've messaged him a few times talking about the boat. I've sent him some pictures and stuff like that. So he seems like a really cool guy. And I like. He does seem show. like a cool guy. I've, I mean, I've been, musky fish. I've been watching his channel for like a decade, probably like yeah. way before the production value. I mean, I don't know. I saw, do you know who Steve Schmidt is up there? I'm sure you no. see his name. Oh, it's probably better that you don't. But he's he's like just the, he never has anything uh, helpful or nice to contribute on Facebook. It's always talking shit or trolling like with his. Buddies, <laughs> I know a couple people like that. Yeah, like that TG Gabriel. He's another one too, up there. He's friends with like my other buddies up there. But anyway, yeah, Steve Schmidt. I saw he commented on. So I forget what post he what it was, but oh, it was one of it was a Keys Outdoors post, and he was just replying to somebody that was like. Oh, well, in a long story short, like Mike doesn't ever find his own fish. He's always on the phone calling to figure out where the bite is. And that's where he goes and fishes it like all those mm. tribute damn It's like, man, it's like you can't do anything. You can't just be the most wholesome, nice person that never swears. Like he has a <laughs> beer sponsor. He drinks beer. You can yep. just be just like the model person on the Internet and still just get reamed by nobodies. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man, I like watching my keys. Like I said, I don't musky fish anymore. I used to back when I lived in Stevens Point. Uh, I fished musky a lot on the Wisconsin River uh, and uh, over in Chippewa Falls on Lake Wissota. I did a lot of musky fishing. But uh, once I moved over here, straight walleyes. Yeah. Well, straight I mean, walleyes. it's like you live in Okano. You just have to go a little bit south, like down towards like Geno's or Pensaki and stuff, and just be on musky spots immediately. Yeah. Pensaki's been full of musky fishermen every day since. Probably a month ago now. <clears throat> I'll be out there it. casting every single yeah. day for the next month yet. And then everybody will kind of transition to trolling. From what I understand, I'm not a muskie expert, but they'll all start trolling down in the southern bay and just to catch a lot of big fish. We can <laughs> ask, a lot of big we can ask Brett here. Alexander. We'll ask him. Yeah. Super shads. We got to be trolling super shads. Yeah. I was watching got... Kyle cast yesterday. Kyle Tokarski. He was out there casting on Pensaki. I watched him for a few minutes and I got bored and I was out of there. Dude, he's been <clears throat> he's been getting a oh, so I I talked to him. I think it was it was last year, right after I got my Crestliner. It was yeah, it was like two, well, it was the year that I met you at Fleet Farm. I was putting it because we were like literally Kyle and I were the first boats out on O'Connor, or one of the first couple like dozen boats after the ice mm -hmm. went out. But yeah, yeah, I was putting the boat in, and I'd talked to him for a few minutes. Um, but when I posted like one of the first pictures of my Lun a couple weeks ago. Um, when my dad took the picture from the beach, Kyle commented on it. He was like, about time you got a real boat. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's a big like, one guy. Hey, you can, you can talk shit all you want because you're Kyle Tukarski. Super cool guy. Super nice. I never met him. I've seen him. I see all these people at fleet farm. I don't talk to anybody. I don't go out of my way to say hi to people. I'm weird like that. I guess I, if people want to talk to me, that's cool. Hey, come up and talk to me, but I don't go out of my way to. To go out and talk to other people unless you're unless Weirdly you're enough. me <laughs> well on <laughs> facebook or internet, i'll comment shit well yeah uh like i said i went <laughs> to tom Bowley. i talked to him um but most people i don't i don't go out and talk to people i know like 
Yeah, it's like, I mean, I've met Kyle twice now. And then when we were in Okano this year, uh, it was, we got blown off super early. It was a major blow day. And we walk into Dockside to have lunch. And there's Doug and Kyle and all the Thorn Brothers guys sitting like two okay. tables away. And yeah, I was like, I've talked to Doug a couple times. Yeah. But yeah, I just went and sat down, drank my bloody marys and ate lunch and just was like yeah but yeah if you if you don't see doug and kyle out there you know it's too fucking rough to be out there <laughs> i think i've said hi to doug once or twice i've seen him at fleet farm all the time too he kind of goes all over the place he might yeah. be in minnesota right now at his, at his lodge or whatever he has going on at his resort but uh i see all these people they all come into fleet farm they're all out on the bay i'm out on the bay all the time so i see these people i mean i've seen larry smith he's there all the time he's got the big truck the big boat um so I don't really go out of my way to say hi to them or anything like that. I feel like for me personally, I think it's nicer to just let them be like, just be normal people. So it, some it's of them true. are getting, yeah. get kind of famous and probably get swamped a little bit with people asking information or asking for shit. But uh, especially people like Larry Smith, but Larry is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Truly. He really is in Truly. person. He's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's just like he is on a show. Just a genuine good person. Is yep. what Larry Smith is. Yeah. So it, first, is, it is cool to talk to him. First time I ever put my boat in at uh on Peshtigo, which was like the sketchiest boat ramp I've ever been to. Um, the one that's like behind some industrial buildings and it's got like this you know yep. boat ramp and then steel like <laughs> really small little slot right there. Oh my god, the current so is sketchy. just ripping five yeah, miles dude, an hour the other way. That was the scariest part. But yeah, I mean, when I put in there for the first time, because it was another sit that was that was the year that I caught my first 30. I'm sure you you probably seen that video where I freaked out, but yeah, yeah that was like my first day there and it was too windy. So I was like, oh, I'll just go put in a Pesh. And then I pull into the parking lot, put the boat in and then I park and I'm like, oh my God, that's Larry Smith's truck right there. <laughs> parked right next to him. Yeah. That's cool. It's a great day. Well, he's at Pensaki all the time. He uses that shitty little boat launch in Pensaki. I don't know if you know about it or you've seen it before, mm -mm. but for some reason, him and Lance love using that shitty boat launch in Pensaki. And we used it once this year when we fished the first Duck Creek tournament. We went out. There was like two feet of water in the river. And so I was going out of the river. There's two feet of water. And we had a west wind. So it was blowing offshore. We came back in for the day. And I scraped the motor in the mud as we were coming Oof. back in because there was less than two feet of water now. And that it's a single lane boat launch in a tiny little river. And it's just he uses it all the time. I don't know why he likes it. Rogers talked to him before at the bait shop about it. And he says, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he just, well, he just keeps using it. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. The only shitty boat ramp that I remember seeing is when I don't I, th I don't think it was last year. I think it was two years ago that Tom put in. I think it was the Peshtigo ramp, but yeah, super shitty. Like I don't even know if there's concrete there. I don't know. Oh, the one at the end of the right at the mouth of the Peshtigo River. I think it's kind so. of just a dirt ramp. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just a dirt ramp there. That's. I would never use it. Not a chance. <laughs> mm -mm. No way. Yeah, I looked at it because after it. I saw that, I was texting my buddy Miguel and I looked at it on Google Maps and I was like, nope, <laughs> yeah. there's no way. Not even yeah, in my I'm boat saying. then. No, I wouldn't have put my crest liner in there either. It's just, you're going to get stuck. Or I watched a video from, uh, who was it? But Spencer Simplowski launched yeah. a ranger in there once a couple of years ago. And I was wow. watching him on that video doing it. And I was like, He's going to ruin something. He's going to break something, get stuck. I don't know. But he knows yeah, what Sobe, Sobe and a couple other guys yeah. dropped that boat in that little piece of ice there. It was nuts. That's wild that he would put in there because I know he knows. Um, what's that guy? He runs a guide service. Chris. Um, 
Yeah, Chris. Fassenberg. He's got a weird yeah. last name. But yeah, he's got that. He's got that big house that you can stay yeah. in right there. I know Spencer uses his landing a lot too because they got their own private one. Yeah, right I know there. Chris. I've talked to him. I helped him out a few times. But uh, I would love guy. to stay at that place. That place there is nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice. Got your own private boat launch. There's a lot of people that use it. I'm sure people pay him. But like in 2020, that was probably the only boat launch on the bay for a while there in April when they shut everything down. Yep. Um, when they shut down, I was. So pissed because we were catching a lot of big fish that year mm-hmm. uh, in Ocano. We had three good days, just pounded them, and they shut the boat launch down finally. So I went up to County Park 2 for a day, and then the day after they shut that one down too. So Chris had the only boat launch pretty much on the west shore. And What about I what about the by. one in the river? That was shut down too. <laughs> the, the I think that's the Yacht Club their, one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. Um, but the city shut down all their launches. You know, agree or disagree it happened it's over yeah but yeah, yeah. chris God. had a boat launch there and there were all kinds of trucks parked there he was probably getting he could have charged whatever he wanted for people to big launch time at his house yeah oh yeah so he's got a sweet setup there with those cabins and whatnot yeah it is yeah that's cool yeah funny story about spencer that uh i think it yeah it was the first no maybe it was the second year that i went and fished smallmouth in door county there's videos it was back when i was still running in Alumacraft, but I'd been talking to Spencer a lot around that time and the Airbnb that I was staying at up close to, that was Egg Harbor. It was in Egg Harbor. It was like Mm -hmm. 35 seconds from where Spencer was living at the time before he built his new little shop or whatever. But um, like that was around the time where he was fishing with John B a lot and they were always making jokes about like Tito's and lemonade and I'm a big (laughs) Tito's vodka guy. So I like went to the liquor store, bought like a big thing of Tito's. Now I hung out in his shop with him for like two hours, drank almost the whole bottle and then oh. drove the 30 seconds home or whatever. But that's like a something that my wife always remembers that she always thought was funny that I was like posted something on Facebook of like me trying to put my boat cover on after like almost a whole bottle of Tito's. And it was like that <laughs> scene from the office where Kevin just falls and dumps all the chili. Oh, on the floor. no. I was like, oh, I'm never drinking with Spencer again. He's a cool dude. I'm, I know there's a lot of people out there that don't like him, but he kind of reminds me of me. There's another way. one I've never met. Seen him a bunch of times at Fleet yeah. Farm, of course. And on the bay, saw him in his old Ranger, saw him in his bay boat that he's had out there. Um, he's still got it. He's still got a Ranger. Somebody runs Somebody runs trips out of it because he posted something okay. on Instagram the other day where he was like, he was in his bay boat, like just burning right next to this guy, like on full plane. He was like, big lake. And then I realized after like that on his next story or whatever, that it was his buddy helping run trips or whatever out of it. But yeah, he still got, I think he might even have fucking three now in his shop, three boats. Hey, good for him. He's doing living the dream, right? Living the dream. Speaking of living the dream. So now we can talk about the ultimate derby that I know everybody in Kansas would love to be involved in uh, myself, especially grab that trophy. Oh, behind you let's talk about the first ever sheephead tournament that aaron mick is putting on for everybody up there so tell me That's all right. about this tournament so we're gonna be running uh the wisconsin sheephead shootout on the fish donkey app um so twenty dollars to enter doesn't uh twenty dollars to enter it's a two-week tournament so anytime you catch a fish within those two weeks you can enter it into the derby standard fish donkey rules for anybody that's familiar with it uh you gotta have a bump board with the right angle um just like walleye fishing or bass tournaments 
you measure that fish, um, round up the nearest quarter inch. Longest sheephead at the end of two weeks is going to be the champion. They're going to get the trophy um, and a bunch of cash. And we've got a bunch of other prizes, too. I got a prize package from North Shore from Paul. He's going to give away. I got a $100 gift card from Fleet Farm. We have uh, another gift card to North Shore donated by another bait company. Uh, I got a $100 gift card from a taxidermist here in Green Bay. Um, I think that's it for now. But cash, cash, and all that matters is a trophy. That's all that's right. anybody wants to win is this golden goat right here. The golden goat. So I, uh, I would love to have that right next to a <laughs> giant replica here. Of the winner, of the oh, winning drum. Yeah. That's right. It's going to take a big one. There's a lot of good sticks uh, that are joining this. Uh, I know you know Andrew Logan. I know him, too. Uh, He's got big sheep spots on Lake Michigan, dude. I went to middle school with him way back in the day, back in Racine. I was going to say, you must be from southeast Wisconsin, then, if you know Yeah, originally Milwaukee, and then Racine, and we moved up to the middle of the state. But, uh, yeah, I I knew Andrew back in the day, but I know he catches a lot of drum. He catches some big ones down there in the harbor. He does. He's going to start spreading the word about this bad boy so we can hopefully get some people. We got 17 people signed up right now. Uh, I'm kind of hoping to get 40 or 50. I was going to say, I feel like it should be way more than that. I agree. Uh, There was a lot of people when we first started talking about it. The comment threads that we had had 60, 70, 80 comments of people saying, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And nobody's put their money where their mouth is. So I'm going to call them all out next week in a little ad that I'm going to do. I'm going through all those comments, calling them all out, saying, hey, you didn't sign up yet. What the hell? Post it in the the Green Bay Fishing Junkies Facebook group, too. If you I'll, haven't already, I'll put the the one where I call people out in that one. I yeah. have shared the event in there and stuff. Oh, okay. And now, like I said, Andrew's going to share it on his page. He's got a lot of followers. He's doing really good for himself. Um, so he's going to share it and get some people signed up. So I think it's going to turn out pretty cool. It's going to yeah. be just a fun event. It's for fun. It's Literally. not meant to be serious. Um, you catch a sheephead on accident during those two weeks. You catch a giant. You enter it in the tournament. You might win five, six, seven hundred bucks, whatever it is. And just well, the bragging rights for winning a yeah. drum tournament. Like, have you done any research on that to see if there were other sheephead tournaments? There are some little ones here and there. Oh, okay. like there's one on Winnebago. They do, but they're little like fundraiser type events mm-hmm. just for fun. This yeah. one's straight up bragging rights and the golden goat, which is all that of matters. Course. And there's some there's big sheep out there. I did some research. I was getting worried about. Is the standard bump cord going to be big enough? If somebody didn't catch a sheep bigger than <laughs> this bump board? I thought about that, and I looked up the state release record is 33 inches. So most bump boards are like 33, 34 inches long. So we should be good. Yeah. If you catch one over 33 inches, call me. We'll figure something out. Call the, the DNR. Call first. the fisheries biologist. Yeah, yeah, call the DNR. <laughs> you got a record there. <laughs> yeah, like, but then we'll we'll figure out how to how to measure your fish properly. So anybody that wants to sign up, it's the Wisconsin Sheephead Shootout on the Fish Donkey app. Uh, it's open to any Wisconsin waters. I didn't do a national event this year. I figured I'd start small and just start with Wisconsin. So you're going to change uh, that next year. I hope so. I got I got some good rules in there about how you can fish for those fish. Um, any legal fishing method. I mean, you can fish from shore, you can fish from a boat, an airplane, water skis, however you want to do it. <laughs> um, but it does have to be a live release event. I've had like four people now talk to me about bow fishing. Can I bow fish for them? No so way, I like, dude. I didn't That's know anybody even fishing. bow fish for sheephead. No way. I mean, they're not. I don't consider them like a trash fish or uh, no. like They're I native. put them in the same group as a carp. I think a sheephead is, is a sport fish. In my opinion, I think they're a game fish. They're fun to catch. They're aggressive. They're great. Carp, 
they're fun to catch, I guess, but the way you target, if you want to specifically target them, that's kind of boring to me. I've right. done it. I used to do it in the past. And I watch, I actually watch a lot of European carp fishing videos for some reason. That's cool, though. I like Alex and, uh, oh, what's his brother's name? Yeah, those twins. Oh, twin yeah, I kids. watch them a lot. Um, but the way, just the way that people, the reverence they have for carp, I guess. I mean, I got some bad, I've done some stuff to carp back in the day when I was younger where you catch a carp and just beat the shit out of it with an orb before I know. you get it to the boat. Yeah. People always just throw them on the shore or whatever. Yeah. And you watch these European guys just like caressing a carp. I know. They wet just, their hands first <sighs> like it's a native trout. Yeah. And just like, oh my God, I have yeah. a boner. And then, you know, <laughs> peaceful release. Meanwhile, I'm yep. like throwing drum <laughs> as far as I can <laughs> or yep. punting them if I have shoes on. Just yeah. the little ones, not the big ones. But Yeah. You'd probably break your toe or something. But. I treat drum better than I used to. I'll admit that. But no, I mean, like here in Kansas, drum are a native fish to every fishery. They're not like an invasive mm -hmm. species or a nuisance. Like if you have, and that's something that the fisheries biologists a long, long time ago when I first moved here explained to me was that if you have a healthy drum population in your system, that means that your game fish population is also healthy. So yeah. I mean, baby drum, small sheephead are main are a good source of forage for all kinds Huge of other stuff. walleye, bass, northern musky. They yep. all eat those little sheephead. Um, so I pulled a lot have, of drum, like three and a half to four inch drum out of walleyes here. Yeah, I don't. I can't say I've ever done that. I don't keep very many fish. Um, I don't take clients out either that do keep fish or anything like that. True, true. I throw yeah. back ninety five percent of my walleyes go yeah. right back in the lake. Everybody sees that, but uh, the ones I do catch. Usually their stomachs are empty up here on Green Bay. They'll be loaded with fat all around their belly and whatnot, but there's not a lot of stuff in their stomachs. And I don't. Are you talking about this time of year? Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess most of the year. Oh, okay. I think, at least whenever I keep them, I usually end up keeping some in May, and I'll probably keep some in October mm -hmm. just to put a few meals in the freezer for the sure. winter because I don't do any ice fishing. But uh, a lot of times their bellies are just empty. There's nothing in their stomach. I always just chalk that up to like this time of year, they're just metabolizing so fast that yeah. you would just, you would have to catch one immediately after its meal or whatever to be able to see something. Yeah, that belly. would make sense. That could be, especially but with like, the water being warm. Right. Yeah. I mean, down, I mean, it's like, this is bath water at this point. So yeah. when those fish do eat, it's like, that's why all these white bass just have like immediate, like spray diarrhea when I catch them <laughs> because they're just like, it's like they're eating and drinking like a whole pot of coffee and it's just like yeah. in and then it's out <laughs> all over the new Lund. All I know, no, no, I'm a lot more careful now, but the washdown, yeah. the washdown system in the boat does assist with that nicely. Yeah, I, I don't give too many shits about my boat. It's filthy right now. I wash it a couple times a year, but I'm not showing it off to people. I don't have an image for my clients. If I was a guide, I would definitely clean that bitch up but i don't even think it's it's myself. not even like an image thing i just thing. like i just like clean stuff plus i mean the yeah. shad like sh all these fish are feeding on shad and stuff and that digested sh i mean shad smell bad like when they're alive and then you put them yeah. through a fish's digestive system <laughs> and then you put it away in a hot garage that. too and then <laughs> oof, i've definitely uh, left some slime in the live well and left it in the garage for a couple of days before and you just open it up and it's yeah, you know, take a step back. Brutal. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the so the sheephead tournament. Uh, when did you say that it starts? It's going to be August fifth through August twentieth, I believe, or August nineteenth. I think. Let me double check real quick. It's a two week tournament, two okay. weeks long. August fifth to August nineteenth. 
And you just, so, you do all the sign up stuff through the fish donkey app. Yep. Everything's right in the fish donkey app. I don't know I'll have, I'll have all here, the information but, for the, our Wisconsin yeah. folks uh, listed in the description. Yeah. You just got to search for the Wisconsin sheephead shootout on the fish donkey app. If you have an account ready, you pay 20 bucks and you're in. So now once the tournament starts, you can enter as many fish as you want to. So if you keep catching bigger sheep, you can keep entering fish. Uh, the leaderboard will stay live and viewable the whole time. So it's kind of like bragging rights. You can We can talk about it on Facebook or YouTube or whatever and kind of brag it up. Um, I can do some posts and show pictures of who's in the lead. I might give away a few things midway through the tournament. Like, hey, this person's got the biggest fish two days in. You're going to get this $25 gift card or whatever. I got a few other little giveaways that I can give away. Um, so I'll do some stuff like that too. Yeah, you should do like an exact exact weight uh, giveaway. You know what I mean? Just like, Someone oh, you catch guess. a five. If you have a, a five on the dot drum. But, well, I guess that wouldn't really work with the fish donkey. App, you right? do exact length. If you catch one that's exactly 24 and a quarter inches or something like that. Yeah, it would have something. to be like a weird oblong uh, measurement. You know what I mean? Because like yeah. there's a lot of guys that could probably catch a 23 or 25 inch drum. It would have to be like 23 and seven eighths or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hard to do. That'd be hard for me to, I guess run on the app and i know already i'm, I'm already prepared i'm gonna get shit i'm gonna get people complaining about my fish i can't wait big. my fish didn't count blah 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 dude it's 20 bucks it, shut up and have fun yeah okay catch the fish measure them put them on the board throw it back in the lake if you, win, we need, you win we need to do a uh we need to do a follow-up podcast conversation on the, the right. wisconsin sheephead shootout results i'll have to keep uh all the, the text messages that i get and the, the facebook messages that i get of people if they bitch about it or whatnot because i mean everybody bitches about something we already talked about that so, <laughs> and at the and end of the day it's a freaking drum tournament. Yeah. <laughs> and it's if there's money involved it's gonna it just, get i know it's, gonna it's get so heated. funny i yeah. know it could be like a long ear sunfish tournament where we're like measuring seven and a half inch bluegills basically. And somebody's this one was seven there. and five eighths, not seven and a half. I yeah. should have won. I right. have that guy. I love it. But that'll be fun to see because I, I truly, I really, truly hope that somebody catches like an absolute freak. And I know that, like you were saying, it'd be possible for Logan to do it on Lake Michigan. Yep. Oh, yeah. on the, they're out there. on the lakeside i'm hoping i'm I, i'm gonna fish it too i i kind of hope i don't win because everybody's gonna say it's rigged but it'd be cool to win i want to take second that'd be cool for me to take second yeah but i've caught some big ones recently the biggest one i've actually measured was a little over 28 inches was that the, um, so the picture that one. she sent me yesterday no that one was from like four years ago i didn't measure that one but i just really liked it because it had that giant belly on it whatever it was insane it's full of eggs or shit or shad, whatever it was. What time of year was that? That was, I think, July. Um, I could check real quick. I think it was in July. Yeah, it was because that's what I was wondering. I was just like, I don't even know. I mean, I know a lot of things about fish, but I'm like, when do those July sheephead spawn? July 31st, 2000. I don't think they spawn that late. I don't know if that's going to work. Yeah. Oh, it it's working. So if you guys are <laughs> watching this podcast versus, versus listening to it, look at that. I mean, that kind of looks like me. Here. <laughs> a little more like me, but uh, oh. and then this for everybody. I was trolling. Oh, my. oh you didn't have to show that. I mean, I'll, we already we had that conversation yesterday when you said I'm an honest you. person. I've laid I all out there on these videos. I, I said I used to troll. 
Oh, I can't I imagine what that rod did when that fish hit that. What was that? I don't like really a... remember too much of it, but the board went under. I know that the board went straight. I was going to say, yeah, that it's like a bobber. It's, think <laughs> it's just like reeling in a rock or something. Uh -huh. They don't fight too much when you're moving like that. And they got the board on them already. So it's just a dead weight basically. Um, but once you take the board off, then it turns into a little bit more of a fight. Yeah. But they're already kind of tired from pulling, dragging that board for five yeah. minutes, however long it is. So but, it's not like I mean, if you would have caught that fish on a jig rod. That's a 10, 10, 12 minute battle right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, like just for reference for the people watching, like that drum's tail is probably looking like this. I mean, yeah. that's not even like to scale. No, nothing that I show will do justice, <laughs> but like a drum tail. No almost has no fork in it like yeah most fish do and like big walleyes they don't really have much of a fork either like that no. one back there i mean there's a little fork but like they make one kick of the tail and they go 12 feet this way they got a lot of power like a Those salmon big walleyes and the big sheephead yeah for sure that's crazy they'll do some runs those big sheephead they'll they'll pull some drag it's, it's like true. a salmon not quite the same they're not going to no. run for 30 seconds straight but yeah they'll give you a good five ten second run yeah well that's cool man that's that was the main reason that i wanted to get you on the podcast just because like that that's what i love about it is that it's just like a small time thing or you know i should say in quotes like small time thing because like nobody does sheephead tournaments and like this time yeah. of year it's, and this is what i was telling my wife last night when i was talking to her about this podcast and the sheephead tournament is like this time of year up there, everyone's catching sheephead. Like it's just like, just like down in Kansas, where when that water temp hits like seventy, all of a sudden, like I won't catch a sheephead until like beginning of May. Like the water temp yeah. just just hits a certain point, and then all the sheephead move in, and it's like yeah. all the spots you fish with walleyes on them, then all of a sudden have sheephead, and it's like you're just catching a bunch of them, and it's like why not just make something out of that? If guys are having a tough time in the summer catching walleyes, why not just have fun with it? And not mm -hmm. be so fucking serious about, <laughs> oh my yeah. God, we have to catch these walleye. That's right. It has to be That's 30 how most inches. people feel. And I, like, dude, I give me a, if I'm having a tough couple weeks, give me a chance to catch a 28 to 30 inch sheephead. And then yeah. throw the tournament aspect into it. And then it's just like a whole thing. And it's like yeah. not something that anybody is really doing or making light of in that respect. Yeah. So it just makes it more exciting for those two weeks while you're out, you're out there walleye fishing. Anyway, you're going to catch an exactly. accident. And yeah. now you have a reason to get excited about catching that giant drum. You don't yeah. have to fucking smash it, throw it out there and let the seagulls chew on it. Like, right. <laughs> make it exciting. The pelicans, and, dude. I love the seeing the pictures and your videos <laughs> and stuff. We're like out on the offshore stuff where you just yeah. have like nine pelicans right <laughs> behind your boat. They're like yep. my dog, Tucker, or one of my dogs, Tucker, where as soon as he hears that drag slip a little bit, he's right yeah. in the front of the boat and knows that I have fish on. It's the same oh. thing with the pelican. They <laughs> know. Those pelicans know. They see you swinging the net. It's worse than fishermen. They see you swing the net from a mile away, and it's they're true. coming over. And it's the problem true. is people feed them. A lot of people do. I know. And a lot of fish die. Yep. But I've fed them in the past. I've killed a sheephead before and tossed it out there just to watch it get yeah. swallowed up by a pelican because it's kind of cool mm -hmm. um, to watch that some bitch just swallow a whole fish literally but, um, oh, it's pretty cool but i like yelling at the pelicans and making fun of them and talking to them when i'm out there by myself it's that's what i yeah that's usually what i do too especially with geese geese are really bad down yeah. here too with that they're just like looking for somebody's like cheez-its that they're trying to throw <laughs> off the boat 
But yeah, that's like I see a lot of guys up on the bay that talk about like wanting to have an open season on uh hunting pelicans just like they do yep. cormorants up there. Yep. Um because it's so bad. And it's like, I mean, I get it. And that's like I'm trying to figure out like who decimates the population more, the pelicans or the cormorants. And I can guarantee it's the cormorants because they can swim underwater and do that shit. But I think it's the people. Well, uh, hey, uh, yes, that is but also very true. But I'm talking about from like a wildlife perspective. Oh, not, for sure. I've never seen a, a sh- I've never seen a pelican grab a live walleye before. Maybe down mm-hmm. by the dam in De Pere. In the river. I was going to say in De Pere, I but see like out on the bay. No, right. They're not in catching De Pere, a hundred percent when they're up there spawning. I've seen videos yeah. that people have posted, like if just like random Instagram reels or TikTok videos where. The one of these fuckers might have like an 18 and a half to 20 inch walleye. Yep. That they're just gobbling down. Yep. So, but yeah, bad. the cormorants, there's not as many, I guess, at least not where I live. There's a lot of them up north in the islands and up in Door County. There's a lot more cormorants. True. Down here, it's mainly pelicans and seagulls. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like when I fish like Sister Island quite a bit, like Sister Island, I mean, it's like you get downwind from that, and you're like, oh, you don't want to be downwind. Oh, from those oh my bird god, islands. you don't want to be downwind no. from those islands full of birds. <laughs> the, that's not white sand. That's all bird shit. Yeah, it's, literally. It's that's... cool to see. It's cool to to watch from upwind, but you don't want to be downwind from those islands very long because it no. just doesn't smell good. No, <laughs> it is brutal though. But anyway, but you... I digress. So, what kind of dial this conversation back? Because we're getting kind of at our time limit here but yeah like we were talking about before um aaron is putting on this sheephead derby in wisconsin unfortunately this year it is just limited to wisconsin but like we talked about a little bit earlier maybe we can put this on like a national thing just because even if i don't win i can at least like catch a big one because i know where to catch giants down here but (laughs) our giants down here unfortunately don't compare to the caliber of the giants up there. And it's just because we fish different bodies of water, but like down yeah. here, I think my PB right now is like almost 28 inches and I've had two over 27. So to that's me, a big that's drum. a giant drum and I've caught them all yeah. jigging, like no big drum trolling or anything, but that's, right. um, that's where I was going with that was just like, if you guys are in the state of Wisconsin and you haven't seen Aaron's sheephead tournament, like just, pay the 20 bucks and just enter it. Cause like Aaron said, you're already going to be fishing for walleyes anyway, or just fishing anyway. So if you got like a sneaky sheephead spot or, you know, like a, this time of year where you can go and catch a bunch of sheephead, just go and enter it. It's just fun to do. And it can be a little bit tough for everybody this time of year, depending on what part of the region you're in. But I yeah. mean, if I was up there at a hundred percent do it and pimp it out as much as I could, cause I think that's really cool and really fun to do. Well, that's awesome. I appreciate it. You can't sign up once the tournament starts either. So no sniping. You can't sign up once you catch a big sheep. Of you course. You got to sign up before it starts. Yep. So yeah. make sure you sign up if you want to. Uh, you're going to kick yourself in the ass if you catch a giant sheep and you didn't sign up. You're going to miss yep. out. So yep. The trophy, the golden goat. That's right. And that I'll be looking forward to seeing all the all the posts and stuff. And I'll go back and I'll follow in the Green Bay Fish. I, have, I think I unfollowed the Green Bay Fishing Junkies group. It can well, be rough a year sometimes. ago, just from <laughs> it can be rough sometimes. <laughs> That's I think I posted in there one time like two or three years ago to ask about like ice conditions, and I just got absolutely you don't want to ask questions. Nope, you don't want to ask questions. No way. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch from the outside, though, especially if you 
you know what's going on or if you understand the area the situation uh you can just tell when someone posts a silly question you know what's about to happen and you just get ready you you're the michael jackson with the popcorn you're That's ready true. just watch yep. <laughs> poor but people i was i was oblivious and i was hoping that my fellow wisconsinite oh. folks would be nicer than the oh. folks in kansas land but it's the internet it's all the same it is no where true. you go it's true yeah. yeah all right man well it's been a fun chat i mean we could sit here and yeah. do this for three hours because like i said i mean i feel like i've already known you forever and lo and behold we've already met two years ago yeah. i didn't even know we it was you back ago. then and you've bestowed <laughs> that fun fact upon me now it just makes it even cooler so uh thanks for always following along on my channel because yeah. obviously knowing that information now i know that you have and um i'm happy to have met you now formally um and have been following your channel for as long as I have. And I'm looking forward to big things to come. So for everybody that's watching, go subscribe to Aaron's channel. I will have all that information linked down below. Um, again, it's just core fishing stuff. There's little to no production value, uh, except for the super <laughs> yeah. quality crisp audio. There's no drone shots. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just fishing. And uh, he includes some live scope footage and stuff in there too. But it's a lot of the stuff that I do and a lot of stuff that I always came up in the YouTube game doing, which is just like throwing a camera up, talking about random stuff and just being myself. And yep. that's why I enjoy Aaron's channel so much because it's just like I say to everybody, it's like we're the same person. And that's why I gravitate uh, so much to this stuff. So. I cool. appreciate everything that you do and everything you put out. And I never miss a video or watch, not watch a, <laughs> one of your videos. So that's awesome. I do appreciate it. I've watched your videos for a couple of years now. I learned a lot about the Garmin from you. That's, I know you don't, you didn't want to turn into that guy, but you kind of did. Oh, um, I'm already aware. I've used, <laughs> and that's okay. I've used your settings. I've tried it. And then I went back to my settings because your settings didn't work for me. And that's just how it goes. Yep. But uh, I do appreciate you having me on here. And it's it's been a good time. Nice to meet you finally via camera yep. um, and actually chat. I'm sure I'll I'll make a point to see you out there on the bay. I was going to say, uh, yeah, we're going to see weeks. each I'll other here in the next least. three weeks, I think. I'll I mean, come I'll drive be up by there. you at least. Yeah, I'll be up there the 13th of August with my old man. Yep. So Me and the big guy will be out there driving around looking for some some hogs in August for the battle on the bay, which is our yep. favorite tournament of the year. So, Oh, cool. great. Hold on. Great. All right. Well, I was getting a phone call as, uh, <laughs> and now my wife's creeping in the background too. So it's a good time to end it. go away, but <laughs> all right, man. Well, I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you up there here in a couple of weeks. And I hope that even though I'll be on staying on the East shore and you'll be on the West shore that we can link up and have dinner or lunch or something, or just shoot the shit on the bay yeah, man. and compare notes, even though you'll be pre-fishing for a big derby. So Thanks again for hopping on here. And like I said, I want to do a follow-up after the tournament and, or I'm sorry, after the sheephead tournament, and then we can bleed that into, um, your, uh, your walleye tournament around that same time that the tournament's going to end, that the sheephead tournament's going to end. So, yep. Awesome. Thanks we'll again for having all. me. It was great. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, bud.